for the Christmas Mortgage Miracle, where we're looking to pay your rent or mortgage for all of next year. You can enter to win at am1280thepatriot.com. And the Christmas Mortgage Miracle is brought to you by Tom Matiny of New American Funding. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing, the show that's making talk radio great again. That's the best Mitch Berg imitation I can do. No, it's not Mitch Berg. It is me, Brad Carlson, uh, filling in on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Sans the headliner, Mitch Berg, who is away on assignment. But fear not, Mitch will be in for me uh, tomorrow. I know he was uh, going to make the trek up to uh, North Dakota for Thanksgiving holiday, but the weather was even worse and route to North Dakota than it is here right now. So uh, Mitch will actually stayed home this Thanksgiving weekend and is going to be in for me tomorrow. Uh, so fear not if you like hearing Mitch on uh, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12 the Patriot, as I do, you'll get a chance to hear him fill in for me tomorrow. But we appreciate you tuning in. Hope you've all had a blessed Thanksgiving. I know I certainly did, and we'd like to hear from you, 651 651- 289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, I, to be honest, this week has you know been kind of a blur because you know we always get goofed up on Thanksgiving week because I was walking around all day yesterday thinking it was Saturday in part because, well, I wasn't working, and secondly, because, oh, i got a show to get ready for tomorrow, and I usually do a show on Sunday, so naturally I think the day before my show is Saturday. <laughs> and I was all goofed up. I'm like, oh, that's right, tomorrow's Saturday, you know. So uh, I I guess my point is is I didn't, I wasn't as engaged heavily in the news this past week as I normally have been. And the nice thing about blogging regularly, as I do at bradcarlson.org, as well as uh, True North, your uh, one-stop shop for all center-right conservative thought in the upper Midwest, looktruenorth.com, is that I'm able to compose my opinions and, and thoughts on big news stories at my blog, and it's, and it's his own, its own show prep. Well, I didn't do a whole lot of blogging this past week because holiday week, you're getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday, and since my wife and I moved into our current home that we live in in the fall of 2008, every single Thanksgiving that we've celebrated has been at our house, so people come to us. So I can literally come home on Wednesday evening and not leave the house again until Monday morning if I don't want to. And I sure don't do Black Friday, so I definitely didn't do much of anything yesterday. So my point is, I don't know how this show is going to go because I've been in and out on a few topics and I'll opine on a few things and whatnot, but I haven't followed a lot that closely. That's why I want to open it up to you, the listeners, at 651-289-4488 because... There's been a trend that has kind of cropped up over the last three years, well, last three years, last several years, I way back in the Obama administration. In fact, I could, I would guess it would be early on in the Obama administration because the first thing then-President Barack Obama tried to get through was his health care law. That was one of the big things, if not the biggest thing he ran on in 2008, was reforming the health care system. And obviously... The Democrats had a small window where they had a supermajority in the U.S. Senate, which would allow them to cut off debate 
on the health care law and then put an up or down vote because obviously Republicans were going to uh, stand in the way of any of the reformation to our to uh, health insurance reform. Now, again, it's not to say health care wasn't uh, primed to be uh, overhauled, but in the way they wanted to do it, the Obama administration, i.e. through government takeover, it never works. Government takeover anything of anything is disaster, but I digress. The point is, is that there were these memes that were circulated throughout social media way back in the Obama administration says, here's how you uh, t- deal with your closed-minded Republican conservative relative at Thanksgiving. Here's some talking points about the new health care law. There's a lot of misinformation out there, you know, because conservatives uh, want to uh, push grandma down the hill in, in, in a wheelchair as, as opposed to allowing her to have good health care. Excuse me while I get a sip of my beverage. So these have been circulating around a long time. And whether it's left-wing sites like Vox or the now-defunct Think Progress, t- take your big hot-button issue, whether it was immigration or health care uh, or climate change, whatever. Here are some talking points to deal with your conservative relative on Thanksgiving about this particular pet progressive cause. And people were wanting to have negative discourse fostered at a time when you're supposed to be thankful during Thanksgiving, right? When you're, when you're supposed to be with family, you know, life is so busy and you you barely have time to, 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 uh, for any downtime, for any vacation, because the hustle and bustle of life just keeps you moving. Thanksgiving is a time where you can kind of decompress, have a nice long weekend. You know, Thursday, enjoy time with your family and watch a little football and talk about, you know, just catch up on whatever. And then, of course, you recover on Friday and some of you may do Black Friday shopping. That That's good. More power to you. It's not my thing. And then, you know, you go into a weekend and, and, and just kind of get geared up to go back to your workplace on Monday. So I've never understood. Well, I do understand. I was about to say, I don't understand why these far-left sites are trying to foster this kind of negative discourse during Thanksgiving, but I do understand. Because for a lot of se- for secular leftists in particular, big government is their deity. This is what they worship. They worship at the altar of big government. And it's these scurrilous Republicans and dastardly conservatives who are standing in the way of these big government programs of, you know, quote-unquote, progress. Right. And so this is their way of trying to, you know, educate their relatives. And I got to be honest with you, if you come into a dinner, any kind of dinner, but especially Thanksgiving dinner, where you're supposed to be thankful for what you have and you get all confrontational with your family members and friends, um, that's not going to create an environment where anybody's going to be open to listening to what you have to say. All right. If you want to be persuasive to people to get them over to your cause, uh, coming in like a bull in a china shop and basically throwing down Vox talking points and saying, here's why you're wrong on this whatever issue. Um, yeah, that's not the best way to foster discourse. Uh, John Gabriel, who is a uh, works at Ricochet.com and he's a great follow on Twitter. If you 
aren't following him on Twitter and you're and you're right of center political, you're doing it wrong. X John is his Twitter handle, E X J O N X John. Definitely follow John Gabriel on Twitter. He wrote a terrific piece at uh, the Arizona Republic, basically saying, "Hey, how about backing off the ledge of social media outrage and oh, I don't know, give a little gratitude." Is that that's so difficult to do? Uh, here's what uh, I'm going to start from the uh, middle or from the near the top of this. Uh, in recent years, uh, protesters have shut down freeways and rampaged through neighborhoods while students at even the most exclusive universities screech about the raw deal they got in life. Through the miracle of technology, the less motivated can protest from their sofas. They can cancel a rich celebrity for a clumsy statement, boycott a company for a lousy policy, and bully random citizens caught behaving badly in a viral video. It feels good to blame others for the mess we're in, and a lot easier than contemplating our own shortcomings. Modern America has replaced virtue with victimhood, and the nation is poorer for it. Granted, the United States remains one of the wealthiest nations in the history of mankind, but we've trained ourselves not to recognize this obvious fact. Even to mention the manifold and nearly miraculous blessings of American life is a form of hate speech to some. Uh, by the way, that's an excellent point because uh, you, you, we're often lectured for gathering with our families and enjoying the blessings in our families. And it's like, well, oh, remember those who have to go to work on these days or have sympathy for those working in retail on Fridays. That's an outrage. You should have to work on Fridays. It's like you voluntarily accepted employment with a retailer. What did you think you would have to do when being employed by a retailer? I, I mean, come on. You know, you're almost lectured for enjoying your blessings and being thankful for your blessings, okay? And, and I'm tired of it, right? Because never once have I blamed someone else for my difficult circumstances. I've had some, you know, I had some difficulties in my in my uh, just younger days, like just out of college and in my early 20s, because of bad decisions I've made, poor choices I've made. But instead of wallowing in my circumstances, I realized, you know what, fixing this is going to require more than just having a pity party. Okay, and again, there are some circ- people who are in some circumstances that are beyond their control. And I don't mean to come off as callous or cold-hearted. It's the exact opposite, right? But that's what giving thanks is about, is giving thanks for your circumstances while remembering and praying for others and lending a helping hand to others, Okay. Uh, I'll continue with John Gabriel's piece. In a far meaner age, Cicero said that gratitude is not only the greatest of virtues, but the parent of all others. An attitude of thankfulness is a choice free to everyone, even those plagued with peace, relative prosperity, and the latest iPhone. It's easier in the short term to whine, but it makes for a downright miserable life, not only for ourselves, but also for the dwindling number of people who surround us. Oh, that's another excellent point. For You know, I was... In addition to, you know, kind of wallowing in my circumstances, I became somewhat obtuse, or I was maybe a little obtuse, and I didn't realize why some people who I thought were friends weren't returning my phone calls, you know, because I don't want to be around someone that's so morose or so down in the dumps, so to speak. Anyhow, uh, this Thanksgiving and in the days to follow, choose gratitude. Be thankful for the nation, for your life, for those whom you love, and those who you love or those who love you, flaws and all. Like a muscle, you can strengthen this virtue with regular exercise. Instead of complaining about that dumb politician you hate, think about the one you like and send them a note of encouragement. 
An unexpected thank you to a coworker, teacher, or customer service rep could shock those used to endless complaints, but will make their day. Another old Roman, Seneca, wrote that we should even be thankful for the most fleeting and slippery possession of all, the time we have left on earth. Such is the great foolishness of mortals that they allow the latest, important, cheapest, and easily replaceable objects to be charged to their accounts after they have received them, he said. But they never consider themselves to be in debt when they have received time. And yet, this is the one thing that even a grateful recipient can never repay. None of us know if we have a day left or decades, but we should choose to spend each minute in gratitude. On this uniquely American holiday, choose to be thankful, genuinely thankful, for all you've been given. But more importantly, choose to be thankful on Friday as well, and on Saturday, and on Sunday. Every day should be Thanksgiving. It only takes the choice to make it so. Uh, From my personal perspective, you know, my personal worldview, the a lot of you who listen to me on Sundays and know me personally know that uh, I subscribe to the uh, uh, biblical worldview, and I that's how I start my prayers each and every day is, Lord, I thank you for this day you have made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I, that's how I start every day when I have my uh, long commute into my workplace, you know, because a long commute made longer by unfortunate circumstances on the freeways can be start for a frustrating day. And I always want to get in the proper mindset when I go to my workplace, because once I'm in my workplace, you know, I have tremendous amount of responsibilities and that could weigh down on a person and be stressful. So I always start my day thanking the Lord for the day he has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Even if it's storming out, even if it's rain, sleet and snow and the freeways are slower than normal, or even though someone drives carelessly and spins out in front of you and causes an accident and a domino effect and it slows down traffic. Okay. That can be overly frustrating. Or if you're going to be late to an important meeting you have, okay, the, these things can weigh down on you, but guess what? There are some things you can't control. You can't control the fact how someone else drives in front of you and thus causes an accident. Right. But give thanks that you were okay. You got out unscathed, you know, and, and, and that's something I, I, I feel as though I, I, I'm blessed to have that perspective because I didn't always, and I'm not saying I'm somehow more righteous or spiritual than any of you all. No, not at all. It's the exact opposite. I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude that I have that perspective. I don't know what the what the turning point or the uh, triggering point in my life was or the defining moment that allowed me to have this perspective, but I'm grateful to have it and hope you are too. And that's what not only Thanksgiving week is about, but like John Gabriel says in this piece, each and every day. So hope you all have had a, a, a great Thanksgiving, and we'll have a, a blessed rest of the week. And guess what? Tomorrow's the first day of December. So we're all of a sudden hitting the ground running into Christmas season. You know, My wife and I, we have our a brand-new nine-foot Christmas tree up in our foyer and, and decorated to the hilt. It's, it's ready to go. So we're kind of in that mindset right now. And the weather today uh, <laughs> kind of tells you that, uh, yeah, that, that time of season is here. So... Uh, I'm thankful for many, many, many things, but given that I'm on the air right now, I'm thankful to be part of the Northern Alliance Radio Network as I have been for the past eight and a half years, and to be able to chat with you, the listeners, on a weekly basis, whether it's my listeners on Sunday or you, uh, the listeners who listen to Mitch's show on Saturdays. Grateful to be able to chat with you, and grateful I've gotten to know you at different uh, Patriot events. Just uh, uh, thankful to be here, and uh, thankful that uh, uh, my... uh, 
key access entry worked when I came into the studio today. That means I'm still uh, am on the air for at least one more week. So with that, thank you. And uh, we're going to move on to another segment here. But first, we're going to take a break. Uh, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. Back with another edition on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like the U.S. and Liberty. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Millions retire online so they can do what they want offline. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Black Friday savings continue through Monday at Ace. Visit acehardware.com to get your coupon for 15% off your entire purchase, in-store or online. Whether it goes under the tree or into a stocking, our best brands always make the best gifts. So bring in your list and save big with 15% off your entire purchase, in-store or online, Saturday through Monday. Must present coupon or redeem. Offer valid at participating stores at acehardware.com on regular priced items. Limit one. Exclusion supply. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. You have nothing to lose. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. I need morehair.com. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at I need morehair.com. Here's another free offer from Lucky Station. Do you want exceptional convenience and still do business with a like-minded Minnesota company? It's Lucky Station Convenience Stores. Larry Elder here with Lucky's owner, Scott Stevens. Don't let the negative news and the upcoming weary winter weather wipe you out. Come into Lucky Stations and let us brighten up your day, or at least help you see better. Mention AM1280, The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gallon of windshield wash. We'll make your day better and brighter. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store. Lucky Station is a small group of family-owned convenience stores in a world of giant national chains. They have to work harder to earn your business. Lucky Station has everything that the big-name convenience stores have. Lucky Station, the official convenience store of AM 1280, The Patriot. Find them online at LuckyStations.com. Mention AM 1280, The Patriot, and we'll give you a free gown of windshield wash. Lucky Station, your neighborhood store, with nine Twin Cities locations to serve you.
Hey, welcome back, Cam Twelve Eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. No, you're not in a time warp. It is indeed Saturday. Normally you hear the headliner, Mitch Berg, on Saturdays. He is away on assignment, but he will be in for me tomorrow. One to three on AM twelve eighty the Patriot. And along with King Banyan, who's heard Saturdays from 9 to 11 on our sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman. We are the Northern Alliance Radio Network, dominating local Twin Cities talk radio on weekends for 15 and a half years. And no stop sign in front of us yet. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate, as always, you tuning in. And here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. Excuse me. At occasional... Uh, turn away and cough for once in a while. I, uh, does this cough button work? Hey, I think I work. Oh, okay. I think I got it. I think I got it. I'm figuring this cough button thing out. It's only been eight and a half years since I had my show. So <laughs> so we uh, we appreciate you uh, tuning in. Be sure to check out my blog as well, bradcarlson.org. Uh, uh, one thing I wrote about uh, this past week uh, in the little writing that I did do is I mentioned that uh, you better hide your guns, hide your big gulps, and hide your fatty foods because the most prolific nanny state advocate has entered the presidential race. This is from a political story. Michael Bloomberg announced Sunday he is running for president, bringing a narrow following but boundless bank account to the crowded Democratic primary. The 77-year-old New York City mayor positioning himself as a centrist alternative to Joe... Oh, sorry, centrist alternative. I could barely keep a straight face. Uh, good one, Politico. Good one, good one. Uh, Bloomberg is positioning himself as a centrist alternative to Joe Biden. He launched his candidacy in an online video that is part personal story, part attack on President Donald Trump. I'm running for president to defeat Donald Trump and rebuild America. We cannot afford four more years of President Trump's reckless and unethical actions. He represents an existential threat to our country and our values, Bloomberg declared in a statement Sunday. If he wins another term in office, we may never recover recover from the damage. Wait, 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 wait. Don't tell me. 2020 is the most consequential election in our lifetime. Where have we ever heard that before? 2004, 2008, 2012, 2016? But uh, double uh, pinky swear this is the most consequential election of our lifetime. Yeah, we're hearing a lot of that already. That is uh that's for sure. Uh Michael Bloomberg centrist? No. No. Does anybody remember his time mayor as mayor of New York City? Uh David French does, and he wrote about it a little bit uh at um the uh, dispatch.com where he's writing regularly now. Uh, ask a progressive civil libertarian about former New York Mayor Michael Bloomberg, and they'll snort derisively, derisively and respond with a single phrase, stop and frisk. For years, Bloomberg maintained and defended an aggressive policy of street searches that frequently targeted black and Hispanic residents, yet turned up weapons only a small fraction of the time. Ask a conservative civil libertarian about Bloomberg, and they'll snort derisively and respond with a different phrase, gun control. There is no more committed and powerful advocate for further restrictions on Second Amendment rights. Hello, Everytown. Yeah, they're uh, quite prolific and uh, well-funded 
with Bloomberg dollars, that is for sure. Uh, And what about economic liberty? Well, Nurse Bloomberg would like a word with you about your sugary sodas. And uh, I there there's a few more uh, juicy sound bites from this um, from this particular piece that I've got to read. But I want to play a sound clip. This is um, Michael Bloomberg's. Um, does it say on there, Eric? I did. I forgot to say. Does it say where he's talking? Uh, where, where this uh, particular sound clip or this particular speech is uh, taking place? I forgot to look at that uh, real quick. Uh, it does not. No. Okay. Um, this is uh, some looks like it's some IMF conference in uh, back in back about a year ago or so. Anyways, this is Michael Bloomberg's justification for regressive taxes and how he's going to get people off of those uh, scurrilous sugary sodas. Remember how I talked about how he's the biggest nanny state advocate out there? Nothing encapsulates that more. And about this minute, minute and a half sound clip. Again, this is newly presidential candidate Michael Bloomberg. Say, well, taxes are regressive, but in this case, yes, they are. That's the good thing about them, because the problem is in people that don't have a lot of money. And so higher taxes should have a bigger impact on their behavior and how they deal with themselves. So I listen to people saying, oh, we don't want to tax the poor. Well... We want the poor to live longer so that they can get an education and enjoy life. And that's what, why you do want to do exactly what a lot of people say you don't want to do. The question is, do you want to pander to those people or do you want to get them to live longer? And there's just no question. If you raise taxes on full sugary drinks, for example, they will drink less. And there's just no question that full sugar drinks are one of the major contributors to obesity. And obesity is one of the major contributors to heart disease and cancer and a variety of other things. Mm. So it's like saying I don't want to stop using coal because coal miners will go out of work. Well, will lose their jobs. We have a lot of soldiers in the United States and the U.S. Army, but we don't want to go start a war just to give them something to do. And that's exactly what you're saying when you say, well, let's keep coal killing people. No, we're not. Because we don't want coal miners to lose their jobs. The truth of the matter is there aren't very many coal miners left anyways, and we can find other things for them to do. But the comparison is a life or a job or taxes or life. Which do you want to do? Take your poison. So it's regressive. It is good. There are lots of tax experts in the room and fiscal experts, and I'm very pleased that they hear you say that. And they all say the two things in life which are absolutely certain. One is death, the other one is tax. So you use one to defer the other one. That's correct. Okay. That is exactly right. Wow. Okay, wow. So there you have it. Uh, We're going to raise taxes on you. You know, these people who are poor don't have a lot of money. We're going to take even more of what little they have uh, to try to defer their behavior. That never works. Studies have shown that it's like the the whole cigarette taxes, increased taxes on cigarettes. That never works. And guess what else it does? It creates more of a black market for this stuff. I mean, everything Michael Bloomberg has tried to eliminate, he's created a more... Uh, more of a black market for it, particularly particularly when it comes to firearms, okay? Because criminals always seem to find a way to get their hands on guns. 
despite all these gun control laws. But I only have a couple of minutes to go. So, he, I mean, he basically, he is opposing the, uh, um, we already talked about it. He's opposing the First Amendment, which taught stifling religious freedom. If you're, if you're familiar at all with his time as mayor, he adamantly refused to allow churches to hold worship services in public schools on Sundays. You know, a lot of these churches, some of them don't have a lot of money or they're startup churches. They don't have the capital to buy a building or rent a facility, so they want access to schools. And Michael Bloomberg allowed certain religious organizations and secular organizations to use these schools, but not churches, to worship there. Okay? So, so much for the First Amendment. So much for uh, religious freedom. Second Amendment, we've already talked about that. I mean, how many untold millions has he spent in setting up this in uh, gun control advocacy? All right, particularly putting pouring money into every town. Uh, the Fourth Amendment, we talked about the uh, implementing of a program of unreasonable searches and seizures. And again, this is from David French's piece at thedispatch.com. And the Fourteenth Amendment, which is violating core principles of equal protection. So as David French said, it's worth asking, is there any worse candidate for civil liberties than the quote-unquote moderate mayor, former mayor of New York? And, of course, he's already being dinged for being a billionaire, you know, uh, like Bernie Sanders. He's already going after him for, for, being in, uh, for being a billionaire. That's the biggest sin that his Democratic opponents see is the, is the fact the guy's made a lot of money. Okay, not the fact that he's been openly hostile to our civil liberties. I mean, you thought Beto O'Rourke was bad with talking about taking exemptions, uh, tax exemptions away from, from churches and, and, hell, yes, we're going to take your AR-15s. Uh, Michael Bloomberg is anti-civil liberties on steroids, no doubt about it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, filling in for my friend and colleague Mitch Berg right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts BAG11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting BAG11 to 88988. That's B-A-G-1-1 to 88988. Sebastian Gorka here for Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that was formulated by doctors to help your body deal with inflammation and pain. The reason I've told so many of my friends about the three-week quick start is because as we get older... 
Occasional aches and pains can be a real problem, keeping you from sleeping through the night or doing the things you love and need to do, like taking walks or playing golf, going up or downstairs, or simply playing with your kids or grandkids. Tens of thousands are now like me, glad they ordered the three-week quick start for just nineteen ninety-five. After years of back pain, I found relief, and I believe you could too. Folks, this is why the father and son owners of Relief Factor, Pete and Seth Talbot, created the three-week quick start, and they discounted it to only nineteen ninety-five. Approximately 70% of those who order it go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain too. Go to relieffactor.com, relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say, you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. It's time to throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 1280 to Patriot hosts in high quality with Alexa and Amazon Echo. We can all agree that a good education benefits students, their family, and society as a whole. Education shapes your child into the person they will become. Join your local hosts, Rebecca Hagstrom and Mark Durkin, as they explore how to get the best education for your child while ensuring that the values you're teaching at home are being respected. From cursive to curriculum and everything in between, school is now in session. Education Nation, Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, filling in for the headliner, Mitch Berg. Thanks for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. We do have a couple of callers on the line. Al from Zimmerman is calling in. Al, I appreciate your patience. Thank you for holding. You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Wow. Patience, nothing. I love your show. Appreciate Anyhow. it. Thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I uh, happened to flip on Channel 5 News last night mm-hmm. and see an interview with our governor, and I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Now, is there any truth to this? He was he was talking about the school funding and housing funding and whatnot, and he said two times that 90% of Minnesotans voted for a tax hike. Where was I, and what what is going on with that? 90%? Yeah, uh, that was his direct. I seen his fat face just plain say 90% of Minnesotans voted for a tax hike. And it's just a way to use it. I'm like, where was I when this happened, and what's going on? Do you know? That's why I'm why I'm calling. Yeah, appreciate the call, Al. Thank you. Uh, I don't I, I don't know if he's referring to the gas tax. I know he said there was overwhelming support for a gas tax, which um, I don't know if he was referring specifically to that or if he was talking taxes in general. I know one one area where the ninety percent was used prolifically was. For background checks, there was a, a bill in the Minnesota House that they were cobbling together. They said 90% uh, of people were supported a uh, bill for background checks on firearms. Uh, but little did they leave out that also included transfers, not just sales. 
that was always conveniently left out of the questions that they asked. So the survey was obviously invalid. And by the way, uh, the Democrats controlled the House. This was a bill that should have easily passed a Democrat-controlled House if there was 90% support for it, but they never even put it up for an up or down vote. So I'm just saying they probably know their uh, tactics as well. But I apologize, Al. I, I didn't didn't catch that. I don't know if it was 90% of just what kind of taxes if it was gas taxes, sales taxes that uh, they support, that um, he said there was ninety percent support for, I did not hear that. So, um, but I am probably not going out on a limb and saying that's probably some, the devil's in the details, and there are some details that are left out. Let's go to uh, line two. Is it Jerry from St. Paul? Is on the line. Hey, Jerry, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi, Brad. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Um, I have a prayer that I want to share. Please do. I wrote this a couple months ago. Okay. Prayer for healing in the church. Okay. Oh, oh Lord Jesus, you know the brokenness of your body, the church. Look down lovingly and kindly on our sisters and brothers victimized by clergy. Heal their broken hearts and spirits. Let your Holy Spirit touch them this moment with warmth and peace. Help them to forgive their abusers. Help them to trust again. We pray for all the parishioners of the Archdiocese. Give them understanding and compassion for all the abused. Give them forgiveness, too, for the abusers. And finally, we pray for our clergy, our good and faithful clergy. O Lord, look down on them kindly and bless them abundantly for their service and faithfulness in the care of their flocks. Bless Archbishop Hebda and Bishop Cousins in their incredible duties. Let them feel the love and support from their sheep. We ask all this in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Jerry F. Lynch, victim, survivor, thriver. Thank you, Jerry. I appreciate that. Wow. Um, and God bless you, sir. I hope you uh, uh, you included yourself in that prayer and that you find the healing that uh uh, that you need and uh, can have to thrive in life. We appreciate that. Yeah, that's uh, obviously a prevailing issue, something we don't talk about uh, as often on the show, uh, the issues that have uh, plagued the, the Catholic Church and uh, young people who have been uh, victims of these terrible abuses, and obviously it sounds as Jerry as though is included in that. So uh, God bless you, sir. We appreciate the call and appreciate that fine prayer on behalf of uh, everyone, and hope you included yourself in that one. Amen. Um, almost feel like I almost feel strange in transitioning back to the news after a very, uh, a deep and poignant moment like that, but I will do my best. Um, there was a big signing of a bill. Uh, President Trump signed a resolution supporting the Hong Kong protesters. Now, a lot of people look at that and say, well, that's a layup. Of course, you're going to support people who are standing for, uh, for liberty and for freedom in their country to, to overcome the tyrannical government that is the, 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 the Chinese government. You know, that shouldn't be a, you shouldn't be going out on a limb. And I know we talked at, at length about that, particularly the NBA and their business that they have uh, in China and how some players were hesitant to condemn the Chinese government because it could mean millions upon multiple, multiple millions of dollars in lost business for the NBA. And, of course, that whole controversy started when the Houston Rockets general manager tweeted out support for the Hong Kong protesters 
And some players in the NBA took exception to that because saying, hey, man, you're costing this money. And it's like, well, shouldn't there be some things that transcend money, i.e. freedom and liberty? Uh, this is from Alapundit at hotair.com. Uh, I give Trump credit for signing. He had good reason not to, after all. China's anger was perfectly predictable, and that anger is destined to imperil the trade deal that President Trump badly wants in order to head off economic trouble before the election. Plus, if he was looking for an excuse to say that the U.S. doesn't need to intervene, he could have pointed to the recent local elections in Hong Kong as proof that the democracy movement is doing just fine on its own. The margins in Congress, doubtless, had more to do with this with his decision than deep sympathy for the protesters. The president is not sentimental about popular uprisings against authoritarian regimes, after all. But the two Hong Kong bills passed almost unanimously in the House and Senate, making a veto override inevitable. Normally, presidents are loath to see their veto overridden since it makes them look weak. But I thought Trump might prefer it in this case. For one thing, vetoing the bills would let him show Beijing that he tried to stop the legislation and therefore they shouldn't hold it against him in trade negotiations. For another, the typical fear that presidents feel about having their veto overridden, that it signals they've lost control of their party in Congress, is absurd in Trump's case. House Republicans have spent the past two months doggedly defending him on impeachment, and Senate Republicans are destined to vote overwhelmingly to acquit him a month or two from now. He may not lose a single Republican vote in either chamber, Mitt Romney included. He's not losing control of the party, certainly not in any domestic issue. Congressional Republicans do tend to go their own way on foreign policy now and then, now and then, though. Presumably, Trump faced the fact that these bills were destined to become law, reminded himself that standing up to China makes everyone in the party happy, and decided to grab a little extra goodwill with democracy promoters in his party, like Romney and Marco Rubio, by signing. Uh, you know, again, I I can understand that you know he would want to use this as as leverage in a uh, trade deal with China, and he could have said, "Look, you know, I, who knows? He could have had a conversation with the Chinese president, kind of laying out the facts." It's like look, this is going to, my veto would be overridden. There's really nothing I could do about this. You know, hopefully, you know, this doesn't uh, hamper our the progress we've made on these trade deals. But at the, by the, by the other end of the spectrum, let's hope that the president is, is figuring out that the tariffs that he is imposing on, the, uh, on these Chinese goods are actually adversely impacting American consumers. And at the end of the day, you know, China is still going to rely a lot on its economic prowess. And so any sanctions that might be imposed, could that be an incentive to, you know, maybe help expedite uh, issues uh, on this trade deal? So we'll certainly see. But I do have a sound clip from this. Uh, it's about 45 uh, uh, seconds long. Uh, I'd send, I'd, do you have that up uh yeah, that up, Eric. Well, I did send it to you, so why don't you check your inbox there, and then uh, we might be good. Um, let's see. I think, yeah, it's the audio clip for the 130 segment. I, I should have it up there. It's about uh, 45 seconds long. And this is what we, when we in America talk about a resistance, you know, it's these people who say they resist Trump, 
And typically, it's, it's these people who, after they uh, go to go to a Pilates or yoga class, go to a coffee shop and sit down and yell at people on Twitter via their iPhone, and they say that they're resisting something. They're not really putting anything on the line. Well, I'll tell you what: the protesters in Hong Kong who are in the streets because there's no free there's no free speech in China. The 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 police the the state police there will offer up very uh, harsh and swift punishment for something that they feel is imperiling their government, their movement, all right? So I want you to listen to this. This is about 45 seconds long. Listen to this uh, particular audio clip. See if you can pick up on this. Go ahead. Is that not incredible? You know where that was? That was in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong protesters were waving American flags and singing our national anthem in response to President Trump signing those bills into law backing the protesters. You think you think that America doesn't matter? You still you 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 believe that America is not the shining light of freedom for this world and the last great hope for many in this world? Uh just watch that video and listen to the audio up full blast and, and try to tell me that that doesn't move you, right? These are people who are literally putting their lives on the line, okay? And they are showing graciousness to President Trump for something that angered the Chinese government, which was signing this bill into law supporting the protesters, right? These are, this is an actual resistance right here, folks, Okay. They're actually putting something on the line. So the next time you tell me that you're resisting something by uh, yelling at somebody on Twitter and saying, you know, I'm, I'm woke today, man, I resisted something, uh, try, try to uh, educate yourself on what these people are putting themselves through. Okay? Absolutely incredible. I loved it. And uh, you know what? That this, this, uh, if you had any doubts about America's positive influence in the world, that right there should tell you everything you need to know. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Uh, Rob, if you're still on line one, if you could possibly hold during the break, I promise I will take your phone call first thing when we come back. One final segment this hour. It's the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance. Sands, the headliner, Mitch Berg. It's me, Brad Carlson, filling in on the broadcast today. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. 
The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. The Patriot Freedom Fan Club and New American Funding want to pay your mortgage next year. This is Tom Matiney from New American Funding, and I'm excited to be the sponsor of the Christmas Mortgage Miracle Contest. If you win, we'll pay your mortgage or rent for all of next year. That's extra money to take your family on vacation, put in a pool, or to help a friend in need. Enter once a day from now through December 20th at am1280thepatriot.com. The Christmas Mortgage Miracle from the Patriot Freedom Fan Club and me, Tom Matiney, at New American Funding. This is Dennis Prager. Over the past few months, my fellow Salem talk show hosts and I have been speaking across the country at the War for America's Soul Tour. Thousands of people have attended these sold-out events. We discussed the attacks against our Constitution, radical socialism, open borders, and other matters affecting our country. You need to hear the truth about what's at stake ahead of our next presidential election. Not everybody could get a ticket, so we filmed the event in Sacramento, California, and Tampa, Florida. These were great nights with a few surprises. You can now watch the events on demand or even buy the DVD. It's a front-row seat to watch me, Mike Gallagher, Hugh Hewitt, Sebastian Gorka, Larry Elder, and Michelle Malkin. We discuss the critical issues that are at stake ahead of our next presidential election, and we give you the truth. To watch it now, go to WatchSalemMedia.com. You'll be glad you did. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. Welcome back. M1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Filling in for my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, on this Saturday edition of the Headliner. Mitch out on assignment, but fear not, Mitch will be in for me tomorrow from 1 to 3 p.m. But as always, we appreciate you tuning in. And here to take your calls is 651-289-4488. Rob, I appreciate your patience. Uh, You are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks, Brad, for taking my call. Yes, I uh, I appreciate that. Um, so yeah, I happen to have uh, tuned in and uh, seen that on the uh, on the channel five there last night. Okay. Uh, the interview with uh, the governor oh, okay. and uh, what 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 he had uh, said right out of the gate, and they were specifically talking about school funding, uh, ec- extra uh, school referenda um, across the state, and and what his first comment with the ninety percent deal was that. 
I, and I, he may be correct. I'm not sure, but he said 90% of these uh, referenda pass. Okay. Gotcha. And then he kind of extrapolated that figure to everything else he was talking about on the issue. So he said, like, yeah, Al was correct. He said three or four times this 90% figure, but he was attaching it also to, you know, and then he actually said 90% of Minnesotans support this. Um, No, they don't, because you do these school uh, levy deals on off years. So only 10, 15% of the voters are are voting in the thing. Okay, gotcha. So maybe, you know, uh, a, a solid majority of those 10, 15% are supporting the thing. And yeah, maybe 90% of these statewide uh, on average pass, that, that might be correct. But no, he, yeah, Walsh was totally full of it when he was, and, and it was, I forget her name. It was a brand new uh, gal, news gal that was doing the interview. Uh, Betsy, somebody or other, looks like a Barbie doll. Um well, I don't know how Not that's that a relevant. Barbie doll can't be a good news gal, but yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, I don't know how that's relevant. Okay, so. <laughs> but she 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 did not, uh, as is typical for you know mainstream journalists, she she didn't press him on that. Okay, it, you know, so she she didn't bother. She just accepted his claim ninety percent, ninety percent, ninety percent, and so everybody was listening to the thing, including Al heard yeah 90 you know heard Walt say 90 percent of them are you know minnesotans support this well they don't yeah it's clearly false yeah well, yeah i'm sure he, i'm sure he was incredulous how you know how could uh how could not every how could uh people not support for the children you know all you just have to attach the phrase for the children it's for the children so perhaps uh he was uh kind of extrapolating uh you know support for kids as well of course 90 percent support something like this so well i appreciate the clarification rob i did not see that so i couldn't speak to that and so um i don't know it seems like 90 percent is the go-to figure for an overwhelming majority of support of any of these pet causes i don't know why they always uh, rely upon that, but that kind of kind of seems to be uh, the situation. So, thanks for the clarification, Rob. We appreciate it. Only got a few minutes left. Uh, you probably, if you are on Twitter, you probably saw uh, a lady by the name of Jessica Kwong, who writes for Newsweek. She put out a snarky tweet uh, with Trump pictured, saying, "How is Trump spending Thanksgiving? Uh, tweeting, golfing, and more." Well, no. What Trump actually did was fly into Afghanistan to surprise our military forces there. So I don't know if she was just guessing or if she had a bad scoop or because Newsweek, like a lot of other major media news outlets, are so anti-Trump that it's just part of this uh, uh, myopic zeal that it has a tendency to take place. Well, then Jessica Kwong posted a screenshot of that tweet and said, well, Trump headed to Afghanistan to surprise U.S. troops on Thanksgiving. I'm deleting this tweet because it was written before knowing about the president's surprise visit to Afghanistan. An honest mistake. Story has already been updated, as shown in the screenshot. So she basically indicted herself there. Well, I didn't know all the facts, so I just threw this out there. It's like, what? And not surprisingly, uh, the uh, according to the Washington Examiner, the news report, the Newsweek reporter who published the inaccurate story, about President Trump's Thanksgiving Day plans? Yeah, yeah, she's been fired. The outlet's original story claimed the president only planned on tweeting and golfing during this holiday break, neglecting to mention his trip to Afghanistan. 
Newsweek's Jessica Kwong, whose Twitter uh, handle identifies her as a political reporter covering Trump administration and family, initially published the article Tuesday morning or Thursday morning before the president's trip to Afghanistan was announced publicly. The story's initial headline was, How is Trump spending Thanksgiving, tweeting, golfing, and more? Newsweek investigated the failures that led to the publication of the inaccurate report that President Trump spent Thanksgiving tweeting and golfing rather than visiting troops in Afghanistan, a Newsweek representative told the Washington Examiner. The story has been corrected and the journalist responsible has been terminated. We will continue to review our processes and, if required, take further action. They do it to themselves. They do it to themselves. I... I, you can come up with a story like this every week, and pro- every week I practically do. I feel like on my show, I don't. I'm not a particularly a big fan of Trump. Those of you who listen to my show regularly probably know that. But if they're going to just say something that's flat out wrong because they don't like the guy, you're doing a disservice to your readers, your consumers. So I've said a hundred times before, I don't like it when Trump refers to the media as the enemy of the people. But if this is the kind of garbage. Garbage tactics you're going to continue to put forth, you get what you get, including being called an enemy of the people, because you sure as heck aren't an ally of the people if you're going to continue to publish false information and not do your job. I mean, how much of a self-own is that? You know, well, I'm deleting this tweet uh, because it was written before knowing the president's surprise visit to Afghanistan. Wasn't that your job as a journalist to get all the facts of, as to what he's actually doing on Thanksgiving? Absolutely stunning to me. So, um, you know what? Newsweek took the proper action. Obviously, they thankfully take journalism serious, or at least they do in this case. So, kudos to them. Hour number one in the can. Hour number two coming back in mere moments. AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance, Radio Network. Go nowhere. Pro-Life Across America is celebrating its 30th year of saving babies. That's right. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We began three decades ago, and thanks to our supporters, we now have billboards, radio ads, and Internet ads across the country. So what have we learned in these 30 years? No woman wants an abortion. Most feel panic, pressure, and alone. Our hotline receives an average of 200 to 250 calls a month. We connect callers with free, confidential, and life-affirming assistance. Please help continue this legacy of support or post-abortion assistance. Visit us at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Or to donate today, simply press pound 250 on your cell phone and say the key words, pro-life. Pro-Life Across America, non-political and totally educational. Pro-Life Across Whether you love it or you hate it, winter is coming. And it usually doesn't call ahead to let you know. That's why this is the perfect time for standard heating and air conditioning to Don't Wait for Winter Sale, where you can save at least $1,270 on a new high-efficiency furnace. It's supposed to be an especially cold and snowy winter this year, but you and your family can enjoy reliable, toasty comfort all season long. In addition to saving $1,270, your new high-efficiency furnace can also help you save on utility costs. So you can take comfort in knowing that Standard has been serving the Twin Cities since 1930 and that Standard's neat certified technicians will get the job done right and right away. So don't wait for winter or wait too long. This sale ends November 30th. Learn how you can save $1,270 on your new furnace at standardheating.com patriot. That's standardheating.com patriot. 
Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student-athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, the rules, and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWE.